0: Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week our podcast features an episode of Arthur Godfrey and Friends Variety Show. It first aired on April 18th, 1949, and it has a very young Lenny Bruce doing a bit.
1: a cup of and Lipton tea. tea. Lipton tea and Lipton soup present Arthur Godfrey and his talent scout. Here comes Arthur Godfrey, your talent scout and see. brought to you by this fist, <laughs> Lipton tea. You know it's Lipton tea, if it's B-R-I-S-K, you know it's Arthur Godfrey when you hear them play.
2: Thank you, George Bryan, everybody. This is, I think I've been isn't this a cute hat, huh? Somebody sent me a little fireman's hat, fire chief, with little tea bags hung all around it here. So in case the hose plays on me, it shouldn't be a total loss. I'll have some tea. (laughs) I wish you folks up in the radio could see that. It's really something to see. Can I give it to you, young fella? You look awful pretty with that. That of Let you put it on. Now? Put, put it on. Let me see how it looks like. Oh, that's pretty. <laughs> okay. Isn't this pew weather we're having, huh? And continued pew too. And the baseball season is, is, in New York is uh, supposed to open tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah, tomorrow. Boy, can you imagine what those fields will look like, huh? The guy will lay down a bunt and slide to third base with the thing. <laughs> you know, I hope that, that Joe DiMaggio will be able to play this year. Doggone, as
3: I guess,
2: I guess every sports fan in the country is lined up man to man, hoping for his heel to heel, huh? <laughs> I'm, I'm quite a baseball fan myself. You know, I, I, I see every game. Sometimes I get so doggone excited I almost knock over my television, said <laughs> It isn't generally known, you know, but I used to be qu- quite a player in my youth. I was quite a pitcher, as a matter of fact. They used to say that I throw the ball better than anybody. Only thing is they spelled ball with a U.
3: <laughs> well, anyhow,
2: I thought you'd like that one. Let's see. I slipped in soup and tea time. Uh, for our talent scout, the first one is, uh, Al Shargill, is that Al? Do I pronounce that right? Shargill. Shargill. Al Shargill, huh? What do you do for a living, Al? Drive a truck. Drive a truck? Huh? What kind of truck? Oh, big. Big? Straight job. Straight job. Mm-hmm. What do you haul in the truck? General trucking, mostly printed matter. Oh, I see, I see. You, you, uh, is it your own truck, or you no, work? I work, I work for my uncle. Oh, for your uncle, uh-huh. huh? What's the name of his company? Let's get him a price. That's SNF. Huh? Okay, we'll go on That's that. S-N-F about the trucking business. Uh, do you always want to drive a truck? Is that your ambition? No. I'd uh, like to be a millionaire, but I think I'll settle for commercial art. Commercial art? Mm-hmm. Hey, I, a good commercial artist could be a millionaire. Well, that's why I'm taking it up. Uh, you, you, you study it? Well, I intend to go into school in September. Can you draw it all now? I can make a straight line. It's better than I can do. <laughs> did you bring us any uh, talent? Yes, I did. Who? Well, on one of my trips out of New York, I stopped off at uh, the Wayside Club in West Springfield, Mass.
3: Hmm. Uh, know about
2: that? Oh, okay. Hey. Listen, <laughs> And what would you find there? Uh, I found a great little group singing and playing there. Uh-huh. What's the name of the group? The name of the group was the Eddie Smith Trio. Eddie Smith Trio. and You brought them here tonight? Yes, I did. Do you know where else they've entertained? What's their background? Well, I know they played at Doc's uh, Cocktail Lounge in Baltimore. And uh, aside from that, I don't know the other places. They've been on radio, did you know of? Well, I guess they have. I mean, as a trio. Mm, Yeah. Have they? Mm -hmm. Never national network, though. No, not that I know Well, we're going to give them a big break right now. Thanks to you. Let's get them on here right now. The Eddie Smith Trio. They've got a guitar, a violin, a bass violin, rather, a piano, and what do you call that thing you got on the piano? Oh, that's
1: the small piano.
2: That's big. Give me that again.
4: (laughs) What do you call it? That's our baby piano. Oh, Oh, baby baby piano?
2: Oh. Okay, let's hear what you do with it now. The Eddie Smith Trio.
1: If you listen, you will hear the toy piano polka, the polka of the year. Piano, as the as it tinkles out of you can bet your bottom dollar that you'll do the poker suit. You can have the Pennsylvania, you can have the clarinet, you can have the two fat poker. We would have it here instead. <laughs> Is what you'll hear them say You can have the pennsylvania you can have the clarinet you can have the two fat poker we would rather hear
3: instead <laughs>
2: Polka, You can have the two Fat Polka, too, boys. I got tired of it myself. <laughs> See, you know, this, this springtime season that we got on brings on a thing they used to call spring fever. We used to take a lot of, what was it, sulfur molasses for it or something? Some horrible gook. Well, I got something that's a whole lot more appetizing, a whole lot more delicious, and will lift you up, too, and that's this lifting tea. I'm not kidding you now. You take a tip from me, you folks who aren't tree- tea drinkers, or tree drinkers, which they <laughs> take, take a tip from me and try some tea. I don't care what kind of tea you get, try any kind of tea. Go ahead, I don't care, buy anybody's tea. Because if you if you become a tea drinker, it's like I told you last week, you'll eventually get to Lipton, see? And every product that there is, there's always a best one. And sooner or later, people who Drink whatever there is to drink. Finally get to the best one, see? And you'll find that this Lipton tea really is. It's a brisk, wonderful tea. And if you brew it right on a spring afternoon when you're just sagging down at the knees, you know, and have a cup of hot Lipton tea, just sip it slowly, it'll pick you up and it won't let you down afterwards with such a bang. Try it for me now, see? I'm not kidding you. It's a wonderful beaverage. That's the Philadelphia influence. I was down there last week. That's what they call those things down there, beaverages. <laughs> That's so the police won't know what they're talking about on Sunday, you know? <laughs> Let's meet the next talent scout, Rita Connolly. Huh? Rita Connolly. Oh, hello there. Come and sit with me. <laughs> Hey, that's a very, very nice Easter outfit you got there. It is an Easter outfit, isn't it? It certainly is. Is it Mrs. Connolly or Miss? It's Mrs. It would be. Sure. <laughs> you. Uh, how long have you been married?
5: Sixteen months.
2: Got any little Connolly's?
5: I surely have. How many? One.
2: One. And how old is how old is this one?
1: Five months.
2: And what is it, a boy?
1: It's a boy. A boy, huh?
2: Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you be just as proud as it had been a girl?
5: Oh, surely, but it's a boy.
2: <laughs> Tell me, what did you do before you got married?
5: Well, I sang in Detroit and I modeled with the Ernest Kern Company.
2: You were modeling? Mm-hmm. What made you quit modeling?
5: Well, I got tired of changing costumes so many times during the day.
2: <laughs> you got to admit that was good training for being a mother. <laughs> Mrs. Connolly, whom did you bring for us today?
5: Well, I brought my husband, John Connolly. Now, uh, what's he do? Well, he's a singer. He was in the Army, but he never sang professionally before that.
2: Uh-huh. Sounds interesting. Tell me the story about it.
5: Well, he was in special service and sang in an Army show called Foxhole Folly. And when he got out, he decided to make music his career. So he sung on a local radio station in the South and appeared at the Westwood Supper Club in Richmond, Virginia.
2: What's he going to do for us tonight?
5: Well, he's going to sing because...
2: Because. Guy Dodlow's because. Okay, thanks very much, Mrs. Connelly. Let's have your hubby out of here. John Connelly. <laughs> Before. cute thing in the mail here I gotta show you. (laughs) Where the heck is it? Here it is here. This thing came in the mail. I get the darnest things in the mail. This is from Baltimore, Maryland. I wish you folks, all of you, had television so you could see this. I'm gonna have to describe it to those of you who don't. But you've all seen the Lipton tea package with the picture of Sir Sir Thomas on it, you know? Sir Thomas Lipton with his little white mustache and his yachting cap. Well, Lou Sachs in Baltimore, Maryland sends me this letter with this picture, which I'll show you in a minute. It says, a husband and wife living together for some time eventually get to look like each other. <laughs> so after you're advertising Lipton tea for some time, you seem to rese- to resemble Lipton more every day. <laughs> All you need is the get-up that I'm sending you. A mustache and a goatee, and there you are. Your mustache can serve as a strainer for your Lipton noodle soup. <laughs> Put the camera on this, will you? Can you see that? <laughs> that is the most amazing thing. I don't know what you're applauding for. That doesn't look any more like Sir Thomas than Archie does. Well, I look like a sergeant in the late Kaiser's army. You know? <laughs> They've taken one of my pictures and put a big white moustache and a goatee on it and a yachting cap. <laughs> oh, it's charming. Here, you can have this one. That's uh, isn't that pretty? <laughs> oh, we get some of the cutest things here. Oh, wait, you haven't seen anything yet. The Rockaway Playland sent me something. We'll that thing out here, will you? Bring it out here. You've got to see. The, the, the audience in the studio can see it, and the television audience can see it. It's an erector set. Well, not an erector set, what do they call it? Constructioneer. Pardon me, that's a, a competitor of erector, I guess. <laughs> they build a Ferris wheel, a merry-go-round, and, go and uh, what do you call that thing? You swing around or something, and they got it hooked up. I'm gonna start it, <laughs> It's one
3: of the little characters on
2: it is a little teabag hanging on the horses in the merry-go-round and on the Ferris wheel and on the carousel. Isn't that cute? That's just as cute as it can be. It's Rockaway's Playland. It's Rockaway's Playland, it's a little plug for Rockaway's Playland. Where is Rockaway's Playland? On Coney Island? No, where is it? <laughs> get it, boys. Don't let us sit there and cook. Now, <laughs> well, we have another talent scout here, and how do you oh, do? do, you do? good to see you. What's your name, Mrs. Bruce? Mrs. Bruce. Mrs. Sally Bruce. That's right. Tell me who you brought with you tonight. Where do you come from? Freeport. Freeport, huh? Who'd you bring with you, Mrs. Bruce? I have My to get son. right on. Your son. What's your son do?
5: He's a comedian.
2: A comedian, what's his name? Lenny Bruce. Lenny Bruce, what's his professional background?
5: His professional background, well, when he came out of the Navy, he worked a lot of theaters and nightclubs throughout the coast, and more recently, he was at the Crossroads nightclub in Washington, D.C. Oh, yes,
2: yes, yes, yes. What kind of comedy does he do?
5: Oh, impersonations, mimicry.
2: Oh, wonderful, and what's his name?
5: Lenny Bruce.
2: Lenny Bruce, let's bring him on. Thank you, Mrs. Bruce. (laughs)
4: Good evening, everyone. It's great to see that television is coming in so strong in vaudeville. You know, the they I get the biggest kick out of the impersonators. I love the women come out and say, All well, right, George. I want you to stay up the north side. You stay up the south side. You stay up the west side. You stay up the north side you stay up the, side. Stay up the east side. I'm glad there's no more sides. Or they go, please, get out of here. I hate you. I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. And besides that, I don't like you then the feminine characters. Oh, Riley. Riley, mother. Oh, kiss me, Gregory. Kiss me, Gregory. Oh, Gregory, how you can peck. <laughs> but you know, I don't know if you people realize it or not, but we're not the only country that have impersonators. While well, I was in the Navy, I spent about two and a half years overseas. And some of that time was spent in Bavaria. In the evenings, if we didn't have anything to do, there was a little Bavarian boardwell house. And the act that I got the biggest kick out of was the Bavarian mimic. <stinky ultrasound> <laughs> this is the mit with the stab music. Just get back from Hollywood Telephone, made three <laughs> pictures. One is and one is three. the girl with the friggin' Fresenpräsination. This the girl with the gangster, with the Cadney. All right, Jaco? That's the girl with the friggin' Frog. the That's the With the friggin'. That's the Das ist der Frau mit dem Das ist der Friede mit Monsterman mit alles Hollywooden. Das ist der Mann mit dem Peter Lorrey. Das ist Frau mit dem Das ist die Krieg mit, <laughs> mit, mit, is mit den Frauen. Der Mann mit den Haugen geschmieden. Nein, das ist der Frau mit dem Pyramids. Das ist der Friede mit feminine, mit alles Hollywooden. Das ist der Kluge mit dem Betty Davis. Philip, up, the letter. up! This <laughs> is Frauge! Frauge, Frauge, Frauge! Poo, you're laughing. It's a Morgan morgen, a fat lip. <laughs> das is the Kliege mit Old Man mit his Hollywooden. This is the man mit dem Kluge mit alles and Frauen in Fraugen Barry Fitzgerald.
3: <laughs> das is
4: Kluge mit
1: Frügenschmeld.
4: as long as it's the Now, this is the man with Badman, with Dallas Hollywood, this is the Friegel with the Schmigge, Schmigge, This is the man with the following, with the home from
3: Bogart. All right,
4: Rege, grab the schmigge. Frieden mit Singen Bouncing, Frankie Lane. Eins, zwei, drei, vier Schmein, das Drehgrad Schmiegel, das Flügel
1: mausen fehl, das ist die Flügel.
3: <laughs> Let's
2: get our next talent scout up here, Mrs. Dudley Full. Hello, Ms. Full. How are you tonight?
6: Very nice. Are you Thank comfortable you. in
2: there, huh? I sure You're just am. Over here, where you can get right in it. righty. Tell me, uh, what what do you do besides being Mr. Full's wife?
5: Well, I work in my husband's business.
2: Oh, what's his business?
5: Well, he's a manufacturer of rubber-covered baseballs and softballs.
2: Rubber-covered baseballs? Yes, sir. This I never heard of before.
5: Well, it's something very different. Uh, you can play with the ball in all kinds of weather, and it outlasts the leather-covered ball by many, many innings.
2: Is that so? Yes, do they yes. use them in the national leagues, in the American leagues?
5: Well, some of the major leagues are using them, and uh, all of the minor leagues and schools and colleges all over the country. Is that so? Well, yes, oh.
2: sir. Well, what does your husband do besides make these rubber-covered balls?
5: Well, he has a baseball pitching machine.
2: A baseball pitching machine?
3: Oh, yes. My, my.
2: That's for me. You mean it, it, it just keeps throwing them out in the same that's place? That's right. So a man can practice batting. Oh, uh-huh, yeah, that's all right. right. That's okay. Did you bring some talent?
5: Yes, I bought my very good friend Margarita Taney.
2: Where's she come from?
5: Well, she's from Fresno, California. Fresno? Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: How'd she get all the way here?
5: Well, as you know, CBS has been running a talent audition in the West Coast and Margarita Tawney as a singer and she won first prize oh, 2 weeks oh, ago. Oh, yes,
2: yes, yes, yes. Therefore, she wins an appearance here on this show, huh? Okay, okay nice. let's bring her out here. Thank you very much, Mrs. Poole. The talent is Margarita Tawney. Uh, to choose a a winner here for us tonight before while while they're doing that while they're making up their minds would you uh, look into this Lipton noodle soup mix for me this is awful good stuff I got a box of it down here you get in the handy package here three I don't know I said the other day what's handy about three packages I don't know but they come together like that (laughs) and inside of each envelope see there's a whole bunch of funny-looking stuff which if you pour it into a pot full of boiling water turns out to be soup and doggone good soup too you simply empty the entire contents of this envelope into one quart of boiling water and in seven minutes it's all finished it's good full of chicken broth and egg noodles there's chicken in it, there's chicken in it. some kind of chicken i don't know but there's chicken broth, real chicken broth. Well, what else could you make real chicken broth out of? Cabbage, it's got to be chicken.
3: <laughs>
2: and it's awful good soup. You ever try it, any of you? Do you know what it is? <laughs> Thank you very much. I would have appreciated it more if there had been more enthusiasm, but that's all right. <laughs> Let's get the, uh, somebody loan me a pencil. Let's see who you folks want to win this show tonight. Let's bring them on out here. Our first, uh, our first artists were the Eddie Smith Trio, if you remember. The Eddie Smith Trio. Thank you, then there was the vocalist, John Connolly. Because you come to
7: me with not said love.
2: Thank you, then the comedian, Lenny Bruce
1: mi the
2: And the soprano, Marguerite
6: Toni. All
2: right, thank you. You know what you did, don't you?
7: Two of them, Lenny
3: Bruce and John Kennedy. <laughs> Lenny Bruce and John Kennedy.
2: scores were tied, and therefore, come on over here, fellas. Let me congratulate you, Lenny. Thanks very you much. Flugle, you flugel, <laughs> you. John, I tell you what, you both come on and show up with me now in the morning show beginning tomorrow, huh? and then we'll settle the whole deal there. That's the way it starts. God bless you. It's just a beginning, but it's a start.
3: Thanks.
4: <laughs> what a soup. What a delicious soup. What a delicious thrifty soup, Lipton's Noodle Soup. Yes, everybody loves that rich chicken broth, those golden egg noodles. Now enriched for even more nourishment. And that wonderful, fresh, homemade flavor. And those handy envelopes of Lipton Noodle Soup mix save you money two ways. They cost less, yet give you more than most canned soups. About one and a half times as much. Get Lipton Noodle Soup tomorrow for sure. Tune in again next week to Arthur Godfrey's Talent Scouts. Same time, same station. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.
0: Arthur Godfrey was born in New York City in 1903 and passed away in 1983. He joined the Navy at the age of 16. He had lied about his age in order to enlist. Arthur moved in and out of the military and was on detail to the Coast Guard in Baltimore from 1927 to 1930 when he won a talent show competition and was so popular that he got a weekly radio show. He left the military then became an announcer in Washington DC. Godfrey modified and perfected his radio personality over the next few years. He would talk conversationally rather than as a formal announcer. He would inject some humor into his advertising bits and occasionally sing when you wouldn't expect him to. The listeners felt that they got to know him. President Roosevelt was a listener to his show, and with Roosevelt's encouragement, Godfrey received a commission in the Naval Reserve. He did a brief stint on the Fred Allen show, but creative differences made the two talented radio men split up soon. Arthur Godfrey achieved national notice on a tragic note. In April of 1945, he was a CBS radio morning anchor in Washington, D.C., and he covered Franklin Roosevelt's funeral procession. His more friendly and intimate radio style really hit the mood of the country for this shattering event. Instead of delivering just the news of the funeral, he put his emotions on display and at one point broke down in tears during the procession. The broadcast was so moving that CBS ran his show on the entire network. Shortly after this broadcast, CBS gave him a network-wide morning show. It was a news show with interviews of celebrity, uh, celebrities and his own music thrown in. CBS moved his show to prime time, but made it more of a talent show contest. Young acts on his show included Lenny Bruce, Don Adams, Tony Bennett, Patsy Cline, and Pat Boone. However, he didn't always pick future stars. Elvis Presley tried out for the show and was rejected. This show morphed into the Arthur Godfrey and Friends Weekly Variety Show in 1949. Godfrey would interview the acts on his show. He would sing and play his signature instrument, the ukulele, joke with his announcer and cast, and keep the show moving along at a friendly pace. Godfrey became one of the busiest men in entertainment. His show was a success. He did many appearances on other shows. His cast, known as the Little Godfreys, were becoming stars in in their own right. He was working in multiple media formats. The audience liked him because he had that neighbor-next-door feel with his informal and conversational tone, and perhaps just as important, sponsors liked him because he was a heck of a salesman. He would mock and joke with the advertisers he had to sell, but he was careful to mock the sales script or the company executives, but not the product itself. He also had the reputation of only selling products he believed in. When he quit smoking, he also stopped selling Chesterfield cigarettes, even though Chesterfield was a longtime advertiser for his show. Advertisers loved him, CBS loved him, and the public trusted him when he sold something. Perhaps his success went to his head, perhaps he had been able to mask a large ego from his audience for decades. But their perception of Godfrey changed drastically when he fired one of his cast on the air. Julius LaRosa was one of the members of his cast. He was gaining in popularity, possibly getting more fan mail than Godfrey himself, and had a hit record. LaRosa and Godfrey were having difficulty behind the scenes, and it led to Godfrey firing him on the air. Godfrey did not help his case when he said in a press conference later that he fired LaRosa to teach him humility. Godfrey became the punchline for comics for years. However, even with his hit to to his public image, he still maintained a large and loyal fan base. Arthur Godfrey has also been accused of anti-Semitism. However, he had many Jewish performers appear on his show, including his longtime announcer Tony Marvin. One civil rights issue that is clear is that he gave African Americans ample opportunities. On one television broadcast in particular, he had a black and white act dancing together. Southern stations and politicians objected, but Godfrey refused to move the act. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.